Welcome to the Red Pill Training Podcast, brought to you by James Jowsey Training, 3D Physiotherapy, and the Mansfield Sports Institute. Gemma, James, and Phil, delivering topical podcasts on fitness, nutrition, health, lifestyle, training, and sports. How are we doing, team? Very good, thanks. Decent. I went out last night, went to the bar, walked up to the barman and ordered a pint of adenosine triphosphate. Barman said that would be ATP. <laughs> Beer all week. That's it, mate. <laughs> Winning joke. Winning joke. Appropriate, because today's topic is winning and losing. Um, unstructured podcast, which is very unlike us. We're uh, giving an opinion, we're having a chat, we're going to see what it's all about, winning and losing, and see where it takes us and see our feelings on it. Is it all about winning, Gemma? Sorry, you said there was a winning joke. Oh, that's coming. Oh, that's coming. Okay. Depending <laughs> on what you perform, I'm waiting for it. Gemma, is it all about winning? It would be nice to always be about winning, wouldn't it? But probably not the case I think there's a argument for and against I think that part of it is taking part in whatever you do um, but yeah it's nice to win that's the aim isn't it is that the aim Jassy? if you're not first you're last <laughs> never gets old no no winning losing like take it out of sport put it into life it's the two got to win at things in life but we're going to lose at things in life and it's how we deal with the losses that make us winners be that on a personal level or actually on a yeah the grand stage of sporting performance if that's where your dreams and aspirations lie yeah absolutely um but i think this is quite it's quite appropriate isn't it because i mean there's a lot of talk currently. It's quite topical. Um, I mean, uh, Spurs beat Arsenal yesterday, um, which, which is very important. Uh, First in a while. Oh no, 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 no! It's like a regular thing for us now. Is it really? Yeah, they're a mid-table club, aren't they? Spurs are actually some good now. No, I mean seriously, uh, it's very topical, isn't it? And it's very topical within schools and um, in development and coaching and and that emphasis. There's a lot of sort of in the elite elite stage. There's a lot of people, uh, myself included, taking the emphasis off winning and putting it more on process-driven stuff. Um, I know schools are are moving. It's it's divided opinion. They're moving away from uh, winning and losing in schools and moving towards. People not losing. Um, what are our feelings on it? Well, I mean, you, Jowsy, you were quite upfront, and you know, you put your cards on the table from the start. There, now you're going to have to sort of back it up a little bit. Um, you know, if you're not, you know, if you're not the first, you're last. Yeah. Um, let's let's hear it, mate. Yeah, and well, I mean, winning's important, but it needs it is a lesson that needs to be learned and it's it's frustrating when you see this my little girl she's four she's in first year reception and we had to look around schools and like philosophies and everything like that as to where we felt the best place for it would be and one of the schools that we almost chose like the guy was bringing the head teacher was bringing back 
um, competitiveness within sport. And he held the belief, which I, which I completely agree with, is we can't have competition in class as in you get an A grade, you get a B grade, C grade, and not have winners and losers in sports. It doesn't encourage the people who are sporty. Like, it doesn't give their... They don't get any positive reinforcement in yeah, their school their experience. Then? Yeah, yeah where's their recognition? Yeah. Um, so it is a necessity. I don't see why we avoid it from that sense. But my little girl's also had a couple of negative experience of physical activity in her first gymnastics lesson. Like, she just did tumble tops before, which is just run around, do, do you play, and everything like that. And then we went, the first formal gymnastics lesson, she's four, and the age range is from, yeah, she's entry level, and there was probably like seven, eight-year-olds in there. And the first part of the session was relay races, and they had to run into the middle, do a gymnastic. Yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) She used to run into the middle. She had to run into the middle, do a forward roll, run to the end of the room, touch the end, and sprint back. Like, it was quickly explained, not demonstrated. So she just had to copy the other girls. So she was at the back of the queue. All the the first ones sprinted into it. Did the forward roll, ran, came back. So she was like, okay, so I run as fast as I can. She sprinted into it, face planted, like got up and she looked at me and I was like, do a forward roll. So she did one forward roll, looked at me again, smiled, did another forward roll, <laughs> then did another forward roll. So she did three forward rolls and this time everybody else's back stopped. She runs to the end, touches, turned around, looked at me again. And in this point, everything just drained out of her because she knew the whole room was watching her. And you can see that from that, the next part of the relay, she didn't want to do it. And bit by bit, it got worse. Like, she had a negative experience. Like, she felt like, oh, yeah, felt like she lost. Like, potentially, it just wasn't a nice experience of sport. And she might not have gone back that week. But what I did during the week was, okay, this is a forward roll. So we went at home and, like I said, run there, stop, forward roll. And I basically replicated the relay. So she knew exactly what she was doing. Next week, went in. Did it, and I think that's like take sport out of it. Let's go into classroom. Depending on how we deal with the negative, how we deal with that negative aspect for that person, be it not doing well at reading or writing or whatever it is, that stops them from wanting to progress in that, and that's yeah. that's the problem. Like because we can't all win, like and we and we are going to lose, but. We need to help people develop and keep moving forwards to not to not shy away from not being good at something. The only way we get better is by practicing. Yeah, exactly. We don't have to love it and be the best at it. We just go, well, yeah, I can get, get better at it. Yeah, exactly. There's some um, some of my friends are teachers, and some of their schools have come completely away from keeping school. So they play netball or they play. Um, football and things with the smaller children and they don't take any score so they've got no idea of who has won the game or who's lost the game and part of you can understand why they would do that in terms of no no team is going to feel like they've lost or no team is going to feel like they have not done as well as the other team but at some point in those children's lives they're going to win or lose and it surely is better to learn that 
feeling of disappointment when you've lost something when you're younger and you can just bounce back and the next thing is like you break time with your friends and you sort of get over it rather than being a teenager and then you've lost for the first time in something and you feel awful at it I just think it seems although I can understand why if you're not particularly good at a certain sport you don't want to constantly lose it but you're good at other stuff and you just learn to just yeah oh I remember crying the first time I lost football like we were undefeated. Like, you did I? <laughs> I played. I played in goal. Like we were undefeated in my first few games, and I lost my first game. I was goalkeeper. I was devastated. I cried. Like I always hate losing. <laughs> I cried as a kid. <laughs> so what? Like you know, I think at the time when you kid, you remember it's like you don't want to be seen to be crying about losing. Yeah. I said, what's the problem with it? Like what's the problem yeah. about not wanting to lose and exactly. wanting to win? Like we got this. I don't know. Yeah. And you get good, you get you get people that are seen as good winners or good yeah. losers or good or sportsmen, I suppose is the right word. But if you never have that experience, how do you become, how do you learn how to accept the fact that you're not, you've lost, right? How do you develop that? Well, yeah, how do you develop it? And like, where, where's it coming? Like, there's nothing wrong with, like I say, crying when you lost when you were a kid. You're allowed you to be disappointed. You're allowed, you're allowed to, to be, be upset disappointed. about that. Yeah, but then exactly. you learn, you talk to your mum and dad teach you, but you still gotta shake Everyone's the other team's yeah, hand exactly. and say, and you go Well and done, like that. It's not like you throw your toys out and off you go. Like, there's nothing wrong with being upset by that. And um, you go training the next week and you Yeah. And you and you keep going. Um I think it's a crucial element. I think what you were touching on there is, is a crucial element that is I think the whole thing is if if, if it's not okay to lose then it would always be really hard and really be a negative experience and you'll get those experiences of which Emma you alluded to at the start there where you said, oh, it just fills me with terror and fills me with fear. I think there's, a, a, you know, losing can be some of the most positive and the most life-changing, but it's an opportunity to to do something, but the management of that is, is essential. And I think that's probably where, where it goes wrong. I think maybe it's easy for teachers... Yeah. To just say we're not going to have winning and losing rather than managing losing correctly um, and having the emphasis on winning rather than just the, being the best you can be in that in that circumstance. And you know, sometimes you will win and sometimes you will lose, but the management of losing is, is crucial, I think. Right. I follow well multiple sports, but UFC is one of them, and it was a Conor McGregor fan. Um, and like he lost his first fight and his coach said what we either win or we learn and I actually disagree with the statement because that's the problem is we, we put negative into a learning experience and winning into we don't need to learn when we win like there's a matter of time I would say that's my athletes when we win we can win and make mistakes and we have yeah. to learn from other just because we had a positive reinforcement of a win doesn't mean we don't learn we need to learn well yeah. we need how can we make that winning experience better Rather than just going, oh, it's all right, we made those mistakes and got away with it. That's that you got away with it. You only learn what that statement saying is, oh, well, now I made those mistakes and now I got punished for it. So we, in theory, we want to move forward and never see those mistakes happen again, regardless of whether we win or learn, which is the process driven. What you're, what you're doing there with winning or losing is your problem is you're already one step ahead of everybody else. You've already got a context for winning or losing. So you already in in what you've just said, you you already you coaching this if it's your daughter, if it's your athletes, 
you've given them a context to win the losing. So it, it, win and losing is explained before. So the possibility of losing is explained before and understood. The problem you've got with really negative where, where you have fear-induced losing or losing that induces a fear of an event or a fear of something else is when it comes, as you said yourself, no one has prepared you for the fact that you were going to lose a game as a kid, so you cried. Um, and it's something that, as you guys know, we work very much on is the po- what we call positive negatives. Is you know The worst thing you can say as a football coach is, right, we're going to try and go this season unbeaten. <laughs> Because then you lose the first game and you lose the whole season. Anything, you know? yeah. So the fact that, you know, at some point in your life, a bigger kid is going to come and punch you and take your toys. You know, it's horrible when it happens, but it is going to happen. And we can we can put this fake positive positivity on. Or in, in where I can't, where I, what I would say to people is the most positive we can be is realistic. And re- realistic says you're going to lose. Realist, realism says at some point someone's going to come and take your toy. Realism says at some point you're going to break up with from a from a boyfriend or a girlfriend. At some point you're going to, you know, you're going horrible in a horrible way. Somebody in your life is going to die, you know. And, and these are the things that rather than not talking about them, you you already put context in it. And I think when it's in context and people you're never prepared for it, but understand that it's going to happen, it makes it a lot easier to process and move forward than it is just suddenly coming out of the blue and and causing and causing trouble. And I think. That, that's ultimately the, the big problem with, with winning and losing, where I think we've gone on a, an enormous tangent. Of course, people need to learn to lose. Of course, they need to lose. It's very, I think it's crucial that people need to learn to lose, but they don't need to learn to lose to the extent where they fear doing the sport or fear activity or yeah. feel isolated or excluded or you know that type of losing is, is horrific. Um, but as you say, Chelsea, we we you know we play games of, of rugby before or I've been training before where where you've won the game, you come off and you know you've had a bad game. You know, it doesn't feel like a win. You know, it doesn't it doesn't feel like you've 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 contributed or done your best, and you still can't get that happy feeling. And other times you come off and uh, you've you've been you've been bashed, but you know you've given everything. You know you didn't have any more. You feel this sort of inner satisfaction of it, and so the the, the context and the definition of winning and losing then becomes very very important. So one, how do we define winning? How do we define losing? And then secondly, what context is that in? Makes the failure because it is failure. Let's call it what it is. The failure of the day understandable. Um, and there's nothing more exposing than, than having to look yourself in the mirror after and say, I lost because I could have done more. You know, um, yeah. Red Pill Training are pleased to announce three extra dates of the Your Body, Your Athlete seminar, where James Jowsey and Phil Mansfield will guide you through the unique assessment biomechanical assessment procedure designed by themselves used with their elite athletes. The 14th and 15th of April will be in the CrossFit Cardiff. 23rd and 24th of June will be Whatever It Takes Fitness London. The 27th and 28th of October will be CrossFit Nuremberg, Germany. For more information, see redpilltraining.com and we look forward to seeing you there. So, um, so how would, let's just go a little bit philosophical here. How do we... If, we, if we're saying we, winning and losing is, is a good thing and, and people need to learn to lose and need to learn to win, um, what, 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 what do we do with the school system then that ultimately is taking winning and losing away from, well not in all cases, but in some cases taking winning and losing away from, from the kids? What do we do? How do we stop the negative 
experiences for the kids and then how do we still teach them that losing is okay because ultimately that's where it comes from is that is that they've been taught losing is, is wrong but losing is never wrong yeah losing is just an accepted normal part of life but what do we do no no because you've got to change like you've got to change it in the class structure as well though because it has like it can't just yeah, be acceptable as well as yeah, is exactly, yeah. As it can't sports. just be in sport. Yeah. it has to come well we need to help these kids yeah, because okay, maybe say sporting environment, so we can put the kids into sets within the PE level. So it's like okay, actually, you need to do some fundamental just coordination work. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the schools are teaching in terms of physical literacy, but maybe they just need to do something like yeah, just learn to catch a ball and just have them catching a ball in a yeah, not in a match environment where they're playing netball in a game, but they're just stood there as as friends just throwing a ball out back until they yeah. catch it ten times or whichever. Yeah. Like which which is success in this. Right, which is success like yeah. putting them in the right level where they actually feel like they're achieving something. Yeah. If they when they get to height, I remember obviously cross country is the big one, isn't it? Like everyone's got a cross country. You can you can probably picture the person that came at the back of your cross country class when you when you run up, it's like, well, they need to have a time and then part of their physical learning is well we actually make it a fitness experience for them. It's like, okay, that's where you are today, but actually what you're going to do is you're now going to do this each session, and you're going to run these like small laps of the football pitch or whatever, Yeah. and we're going to improve that time in six weeks rather than it just being a one-off experience. Because cross-country often... Terrifying. I remember yeah. school being utterly terrifying. Our school was big on cross-country, and I'm a terrible runner, and we used to have to wear... Oh, it was just awful. We used to have to wear big white jumpers and white shorts and you used to have to run around the whole village where everyone could see you and it was just horrendous. And if you were slow, and it, which I was and I hated it, then you were always at the back and the whole rest of the school would come and watch you. And it was just the most awful experience. And that put you off for the rest Absolutely. of the So world. why did you hate it? Because I was bad at it. Exactly. And then I didn't want to do it, so then I found excuses. And it was almost like they, they measure you... There's, I was trying to think of a quote, there's a quote that, I can't remember who said it, and it's probably someone really famous, but I can't remember who it was. They, you're always measured by the same standards all the time, and everyone has different skills, and if you're always measured by the same standards all the time, you're going to think you're stupid regardless of your own skills, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I was good at different sports, and lots of people are good at different sports, but if you're always measured by the same standards, you're, you're put off, aren't you? Um yeah, I think it was Einstein. I think it was Einstein. Einstein. I, was, I wanted you, to double check that. But if you um, measure fish for its ability to climb a tree, yeah, I thought it was Einstein. Spin his life thinking he's stupid. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I mean, we actually treated a girl yesterday, and like we were talking about running because she used to run, and then she got into kind of maybe like the gym-based fitness stuff, and she stopped running. I was like, oh, well, when you're gonna start running again? She thought, oh no, I, I hate running. I'm not good at it. And it's exactly what you just said. Like we have this negative, just because we're not good at something, therefore yeah. we hate it. And that's what we need to change. We yeah. need to change that 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 mindset of like yeah. it doesn't matter whether you're good or bad at it. It matters that you are trying to improve you. Yeah. And you're trying to move forward. So there's going to be kids that aren't good at maths. It's fundamental that we teach kids to be better. Yeah. To be better at maths so that they can add up what four point nine percent interest on their credit card means, so that they don't get into debt. 
rather than what the Pythagoras theorem yeah, and trigonometry is like. Let's but give them some the fundamentals. Then, isn't it? And like you said, making it a little bit more attainable. So if, if on our cross country, for example, it was not a 5k route that we had to do, but a little circuit around our fields, then that would have been more obtainable yeah. and then we could have circled it out and it, it would have been a more enjoyable experience same sort of thing i mean i'd be i'd be in favor of of having uh, like a uh, you do in companies you have a sort of personal profile or a 360 profile mm-hmm. of the person and and you know that person as i, I know you well enough Jim, <laughs> that person who in the white shorts and the baggy top who is who is running last is probably top of the class in maths or english or isn't something else and and actually the i have a complete opposite than you you know going for the run was as jazz was saying because i was good at it it was my favorite thing and i knew i would be there and if we played football or doing something else i just thrived on it but having to stand up and read poetry for example in english Mm. or having to you know, my win or lose was there, yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. so, but I think that that's very, I think that unfortunately that's been, conf- winning and losing is confused in that. Yeah. You know, for me, that's not winning and losing. And, and let, why can't we just have a profile of this is just who you are and, and it, it doesn't matter. And that profile goes around, around many things. And, and, and of course, how we better ourselves as people or how we empower kids is, by asking them to do those things they don't enjoy, you yeah. know, it, you know, you have a school teacher that had actually got you to run and be part of it and enjoy that. That's a teacher you remember for the, for the rest of yeah. your life. And if we talk about coaching, that's pretty much what our job is: is to is to try and empower somehow yeah. those 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 things there, and so they don't feel like losses. Yeah. And then actually, winning and losing comes down to a result. You know, did they score more than us, <laughs> or did they score less than us, and we won or lost today? Yeah. And when 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 we can take all of that baggage and emotional wreck, <laughs> emotional baggage out of the, the the result, at the end of the day, it was I gave my best and I wasn't good enough. Move on. You know, yes, I'm probably quiet for the next three or four hours. Like when we lost a game, I didn't didn't lose very often. When I lost a game, we usually play Sundays or Saturdays. It usually takes twenty four hours. Then I was talking again. Yeah. You know, and but that that's normal. It's not about coming over and saying to me, "Hey, Phil, it'll be all right." It won't be all right. I lost. And let, let me be annoyed with yeah. that. Let me be upset. I'm like, it's okay. I'm not. You know, I'm I'm not angry. I'm not annoyed. I'm not going to be. You know, I'm not. This isn't a negative experience for me. But I just don't like the feeling I lost. Let allow me to to accept that um, and process that. It's dealing with it and coming back and doing it again, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Rather than running away from it. Yeah, and hiding from it. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, I was saying. Could be anywhere. I think it's a dangerous path to walk down to take that away from kids. But at the same time, I think it's just as dangerous to have the experiences that that um, that we've done um, with our uh, that we've had with our. Um, without sort of schooling life with sports or in academia. Um, I think it's really important that, that we find a way of teaching people to win and lose without the sort of baggage that Red Pill Training are pleased to announce our new seminar, Your Program, Your Mind. After huge success in the Your Body, Your Athlete seminar, this is the next step down the rabbit hole with us looking at how to design effective programs and look at the psychology of your client or athlete and how to get the best out of them. 
So what strategies are you using? Um, I mean, I think I think winning or losing the battle against injury is a big one. How, what about strategy are you using um, when you're rehabbing guys and getting back, people back to the top and the setbacks you get there? And it's, that, that For me, that's a very much a win or lose. And it's a bigger battle. The injury, coming back from injury, is a bigger battle than, than actually trying to win a competition or, or, or win a, some kind of event there. How do you deal with the losses on the way back there and the, the feelings that, that, that incur with that? That's a good question. I think... If I'm happy that they're sort of, we're assuming they're sort of structurally sound, then I, it's a lot about time, just taking the time to talk to them about it, because a lot of it is their anxieties and their worries about the injury themselves. So um, it's almost feeding, drip feeding them back into their, their, their sport themselves. So taking the time, talking through their, their concerns about it. Um, and yeah, it, I, I guess I, I probably, maybe a little bit more than, than you guys, perhaps I probably hold the hand through it a little bit more than, than some would. I don't know about you, Jazz. Yeah. I think, yeah. Great question. Um, still processing it, to be honest. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, you're always going to try and push the ball out. Well, it depends on the level of people. Like, you're always going to try and push the ball out. Um, compared with guys, it's a bit easier to push the ball out because their threshold's a bit higher um, for things because they, they generally adapt to the skills better. Um, like we've, we've talked about in previous podcasts, like, where the, where the skill is maybe... Their threshold is, is a bit lower and they're, they're not as close to that exercise as they think. So, yeah, they're missing out on their kipping, like they can do kipping pull-ups, but they're missing out on the strict strength. And, like, to get that skill in there maybe takes a bit more time. So they then struggle to get over the injury a bit as quick as the elite guys do. Um, so maybe you so can you stage more, it a bit more, can't you? Yes. You can sort of get a little win by saying, right, yeah. on next week our aim is to get like this and then the yeah. week after I miss to get this and then you can have little wins along yeah. the way. Yeah. I think also the, the psychology of it as well because like people that are from sporting backgrounds tend to get over injuries quicker because they accept them as part of it's part of the course whereas people that have come from maybe less mm. uh, less physically active job less yes less um, oh a lesser sporting background, like not as much experience. And a lot of time, one of the things I see is that people that have had their first injury, like it's in the world. that first injury is the end of the world and they've had it for sure. four years. Yeah. Like that pain has not gone away after four years. And it's like, that happened a long time ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's just this big, big thing. Um, so yeah, it's, they are, they can be harder. The, the, yeah, you need more kind of little wins along the way, and it can be a bit yeah. of a slower process. With and there's a fear associated with injuries as well, isn't there? And that's what yeah. you've got to try and get it for a little bit. I think yeah, I think just the winning is how do you explain it? The winning and losing side of it is, is as you said, the little wins and the lose every day. But how many times has anyone sat you down and taught you to make a decision? Yeah, no one's ever sat me down and taught me. No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you've never, like, I'm yeah. the same, like, yeah. you know, how do you make a decision? 
you know, you're, you're buying a new house and you've got uh, three houses on offer. Historically, you'll choose the house you have the best feeling going into, which is probably the worst house to choose. You know, but it gave you a good feeling, so you chose it. And I trust my intuition. And you know, you know, one of my one of my pet hates is athletes saying, "Oh, I just listen to my body." Okay. You know, um, yeah. Drives me insane. You know, um, they're not qualified to listen to their body. To be quite honest with you, um, that's why they're because you know coaches. But no, we're never. We, there's some there's some really big things in our lives we're never taught to do. Like make a decision is one of them, and we're never taught to lose. You know, we're never taught how to win, we're never taught how to lose, we're never taught how to make decisions. And one thing that I'm, you, I use a lot with my guys is we have a win-lose every day. So the day before, they'll do a sort of a reflection process on what's going to happen tomorrow. And part of what they're doing tomorrow is looking at their training, looking at their life in general. We also do it with we're doing it in, in, the, in the business world, just looking at tomorrow and saying, what three things is my criteria for tomorrow, win, lose, and being quite hard on yourself, and then in tomorrow's night's reflection on today, actually being able to sit there and say, right, my plan was I wanted to do follow my stretching plan, I wanted to eat after my diet plan, and I wanted to be able to hit, I don't know, four-minute Ks in my run intervals, and then sitting in the evening and thinking, well, I got one out of two, or I got one out of two, one out of three, or I got two out of three, they were my goals for, for today. And because and a lot of the time, you know, they're going to be too hard on yourself or, or too weak on yourself. And, and this, is, this is just the criteria I've set for myself based on how I was feeling that day. And to sit there and ease and go, you know what, I lost today. And not feel bad about it, not feel negative about it, just say, well, you know, I'm learning to lose. You know, not every day is a good day. Like we have bad days. You know, 10 minutes of every hour, one hour of every day, one day of every week, one month of every year will be worse than others. We'll swing in and out. We won't be on top. And and just being able to lose continuously, positively lose, will always just teach you how to lose rather than it coming as a shock when it yeah. then does suddenly happen. Just the point you made there just before, Phil, about decision-making, like when we taught to make a decision, and like we said, you haven't, and I'm just thinking about how I'm bringing myself here up and like what environment you put me through in school. And it's like, I don't want to go to school today. That's not a decision. <laughs> she doesn't get that choice. that choice. She yeah. doesn't get that choice. And like what they learn in class that day, they don't get that choice. And this whole time, through that whole period of school, like how many choices do they actually, do they get, actually get? Apart from when they're 14. So they get a choice at 14. What GCSEs do yeah. you want to take? Like so 14 is the first decision that they actually get to make within education and within us going, no, I don't want to go to school today, but you got to. Why? Um, well, because it's the do, law. Yeah. You just do. But you don't get, like, how can we bring decision-making into, like, we can't remember how much decision-making can we bring in? Like, have you ever tried to get them like, I have my niece and my nephew at one point. And yeah. asked them to make a decision about where they want to go for the day. It was a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, don't don't ask them. Fair as I actually do, we do get. Uh, I actually try and uh, yeah. Uh, I'm in still. Birmingham. I mean, it wasn't where I wanted. Still to. working on it in terms of. <laughs> still, <laughs> still working on it in terms of like how best to kind of like uh, work with Sophia when she's kind of playing up and things, and I've not got to a. To uh, but try and make it a reward system of like, well, good behavior gets good good things, and bad behavior gets not so 
so good things. So we kind of give you a decision of, well, you can have that sweet now, but then you don't have that later. Like, which do you want? So we are kind of, actually, there are some yeah. decisions being made there. But, yeah, it's, it is a skill. I mean, how long did it take us to decide what we have for lunch today? <laughs> <laughs> if we'd have had more practice of that. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, it's the golden rule of fail, failing parenting. Yeah. Why? Because I said so. Why? Because I'm older than you. Why? Because I'm an adult and adults are right. You know, if you ever say that, you're just failing. Yeah. You know, that's just your way of saying, I don't know, I'm not clever enough to give you an answer and I haven't got the time to think about it and work out and communicate with you. You know, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, it's the, it's the classic go-to of many busy parents, but it's, it's, you know, that's where you need to take the time to sit down and say, and that's your opportunity in, in those questions. It's the same thing. It doesn't matter if it's a kid or an athlete. In those why questions, why can't I do this? Are your opportunities to teach them to win or lose? Are your opportunities to teach them to make decisions in those questions there? When you choose to say, because I'm the coach and you're the athlete, go squat, or because I'm an adult and you're three years old, so that makes me right, that's where you, that's fine, but that just separates you from the good parents and the bad parents. Maybe bad parents is a bit strong, yeah. uh, but the good coaches and the bad coaches, and, and there's your opportunities, there's your windows, there's the, the opening of the doors to. To, to give a good answer, um, explain what it is and why it is and, and help them to understand you know, how it is to, to lose and, and make good decisions. Um, so when, when these guys are doing these win-lose stuff and they're learning to lose um, and they're learning to actually have negativity as positivity, uh, as you've been able to say, I, I lost today and this is why. I can analyze why I lost and processing processing losing and processing getting ready um, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of times it's very difficult to to do get that processing right and it can become very negative because you're focusing all the time on what I'm not doing what I'm not doing and what I'm losing or, or what I'm doing becomes quite quite heavy and quite process driven so the idea of just just to qualify a little bit just say it should also be quite fun. It should also be based on their passion and based on their, their hobby or, or their driving forward in their business. Um, any more points, guys? No, I think you covered it. inside education. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not my job. No, that's not. Good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, have a good day. Keep winning. <laughs>